You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. All right, let's do this. August 31st, 2023, and you're listening to episode 350 of the PHP Ugly Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by a few people, PHP PHP Storm, HoneyBadges.io, PHP Architect, and as always, we appreciate our supporters and Patreon. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight, John Congdon. 350. There is no way. Time right up. I support PHP Jet. Hi. Hey, I, I, I think PHP Architect should have a jet. I agree with you, uh, Tom. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like uh, 0.03% of the way there. See, I'd be happy with that, actually. <laughs> JIT? Are you talking about the JIT compiler, Tom? PHP JIT. What's it? What, what's a PHP I, JIT? You were saying you make making brains. fun of the, the opening, the the flubbing of JIT brains. Just PHP teasing you, <clears throat> giving you a hard time. That's what he does. Just get criticized every time. Yep. I mean, that's that's what uh, doing the podcast is for. Get away from your family and get some real critical time in. Did an abbreviated version of the intro today, gents. You did, which I was shocked okay. by, considering it was three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and fifty. We're we're thirty five percent of the way there. Oh, God, <laughs> God, that's hard thing to think of. Wait, what? <laughs> I got to do the math on that. That's too many. I know. Isn't it at a thousand? We're done. So we got like ten more years to go. Oh jeez! Well, I mean, you're starting to escalate the rate of conferences. You had had one conference in the first five years, and then after seven years, it's been two conferences. Next year's a conference, so it's like pretty soon it's going to be a conference every week instead of a podcast. <laughs> hey man, if it pays the bills, I'd be I'd be okay with that. <laughs> the amount of work going into that, no, <laughs> not happening. Hey, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not an issue. Something, something tells me that John... Good job of working together. Eric has put in so much work this week. Oh, my God. The website uh, is... Are we, are, we, are we talking yeah. about it? I already you're did. Just, you're just going to dive right into it. We're not even going to talk about how our weeks went, huh? We, we can, but Tom jumped into conferences, and I'm excited. And tech, the tech website, tech.phparch.com, is officially live. It is live. I should put that in the show notes. I'll do that right now. You do that. I I was going to I was going to share a screen, but I I, I forgot how to share my screen. How do you share a screen? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to share a screen. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, here it is, right there. Jeez. <clears throat> yep, yep. Where's the tech? Yeah. So, in theory, not that we expect it right now, but uh, you can buy your uh, blind early bird tickets and or book. Your reservation at the venue. It's all live, ready to go. Yep. 
It's all here, right there. Flying early bird. Boom, baby. Here you are. You could be the first to buy your ticket for PHP Tech 2024. So I do have a funny story to share if we're going to go ahead and just dive into this. Yeah, I want to I want to hear your funny story. I was when I was coding up the site this week, last week, whatever. Um I kept looking at it. I'm like, why are the fonts so small? Like I'm using Tailwind. I have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. I understand how Tailwind works. But like no matter what where how I was defining the fonts and Tailwind, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's so small. Why is it so small? This thing should be huge. And so I just kind of shrugged it off and just kept plugging along, kept plugging plugging along. And then I told John uh, yesterday, I'm like, hey, I think I'm about done with the site. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and release, release it probably tomorrow. And he's like, why are the fonts so big? <laughs> he's like he's like do you have any feedback i'm like it's fine but the fonts just seem a little big like if that's the way it's got to be it's the way it's got to be but (laughs) yeah so i'm like looking at i'm like what what are you seeing that i'm not share your screen and he shares his screen i'm like why are those fonts so big (laughs) so i looked at uh i looked at my i looked at my stupid I, I had zoomed out of the zoomed out of the browser, so I was at eighty percent. My browser was was at eighty percent, and uh, yeah, that's why that's why everything looks so small to me was because of that. So uh, yeah, thanks to John, I didn't release like old man website. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that might have been what it was. You're like. I don't want to have to strain my eyes to read this thing. No, no, it was, yeah, I just, I just zoomed out at some point and I zoomed out on, on the production and my local test environment because they were looking the same to me. Well, and I realize why now I I realize what happened. You know what? Now that I think about it, I know what happened. Son of a bitch. So uh, what happened was this little section down here, um, there's you know a little testimonial. So every time it loads, you get a testimonial from somebody. And I wanted to make this uh, a live wire component so that it would just refresh every thirty seconds. And I did. I made a live wire component and re- refreshed it every thirty five seconds, and and life was good. But it boinked my whole header section. Like I lost all this header. I'm like, wait a minute, what did I, what did I do there? Something something's very wrong. So I, I I'm I'm messing around with it and I can't figure it out. And I just decide, okay, I'm just gonna comment out the live wire component and see what happens. And I do, and everything works. Now understand, live wire tailwind, these two shouldn't be clobbering each other. Don't know why they were, but they shouldn't be. So just for giggles, I converted the component to a Laravel blade component, which is, I copied the exact code from the live wire component to the Laravel blade component. So the only thing I didn't have in that situation was I didn't have the ability to do the auto refresh, which was the whole purpose of it. Uh, so I, I didn't have the wire pull 30 seconds, but just to make sure everything else was working. So all the same 
CSS was in there. All the same logic was in there. How it was being handled was the same. And it worked. So right now what you're seeing is the Laravel blade component. But, but of course, this doesn't refresh in that scenario. And if I switch over, matter of fact, now that I say that, I, th I think I actually left that, that Livewire component commented out in here. So you actually, I think you were trying to say you zoomed out. Were you trying to see both this and the header at the same time? Is that why you? Yeah. So, out? so what I had done is I had, I sent, I tweeted screenshots to uh, uh, Caleb and see if they had any idea what was going on. Like, why, why was I seeing this? Somebody from the Livewire project uh, reached back out to me. It wasn't Caleb, but it was it was somebody else, and gave me some ideas. I'm like, wow, that's that's actually really smart because you can tell you can tell certain areas of your website to ignore Livewire components. So they were like, yeah, tell your header to ignore Livewire components. If you're if you're not using Livewire in your header, just tell it to ignore Livewire components. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And so I did that, and it didn't work. And is yeah, it's it, a version it, of Livewire that that only includes the JS and CSS if you have a component on the page. Yes. So you think maybe adding the component there pulled in CSS from the Livewire defaults that just removing the component, even though it looks exactly well, no, well, no, because I was using Tailwind as my styling of the blade component, the blade section of that component. So I didn't have any, yeah, no, I don't think that was it. And, and still, why would that have impacted the header stuff? Well, if it's bringing in a style sheet and you're, it has the same style names, it could impact it. Interesting theory. That is an interesting theory. Yeah. So, so it was LiveWire, LiveWire three, Laravel ten. I mean, it's all latest, greatest stuff. Uh, interesting <clears throat> thought. Let's look at it tomorrow. You know, in the inspector, look at the style at the of the header, and then put yeah, the component see, in there and see. see. Yeah. Hey, before before we go away from the site, uh, with the exception of the register for early blind early bird which if you don't understand what blind early bird is, that means you're buying a ticket because you know you're going to tech regardless of who the presenters are because we don't know who the presenters are right now. We haven't even <laughs> opened up our call for papers yet. This is the lowest the price is going to be for like people just come in and buy. The moment we have selected our, our speakers, selected our talks, we will do a- Publish them, yeah. Yeah, and publish them. We'll do a, a little bit of a time of a early bird special where the price will go up a little bit, but not full price yet. And then, of course, we'll eventually get a full price. And John and I fight every year about when that should be. John is very generous about early bird. But he, where I was getting, besides all that, you want to tell your bosses this is the cheapest also. But besides all that, there's two important spots here. I, I mentioned uh, call for papers. If you go over to the speaker section, it says coming soon. But more importantly, we want to encourage people to submit talks. Even if you have never talked at a conference before, let us be your first conference. 
Uh, if you've never talked to a user group, that's a good place to kind of get your feet wet. But don't be scared. Submit a talk. Give, give us some ideas of you know what you want what you want to present on, and we'll help you through it. But if that interests you, if 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 you are a seasoned presenter and you know you want to submit to PHP Tech 2024, you can drop your email in here. Uh, it's a little Mailchimp thing. And the moment we do do call for papers, which will probably be very soon, uh, we're not looking to to draw this out much longer. But uh, the moment we do get that all put together, we will email everybody who submitted on this list that it is open to submit talks. And the other important thing, after you get your boss to buy you a blind early bird special, although honestly, if your company buying it, just make them pay full price. But after, <laughs> after or before that, you want to talk to them about becoming a sponsor of PHP Tech 2024. We had a really good experience with our sponsors last year. We're hoping they show back up again this year. We've talked to a couple of them through, since since the last tech, which is only a few months ago, but they've stayed in touch with us, which has been nice. Um, if you do think you want to become a sponsor or if, if your business wants to become a sponsor, just send us an email and we already have a prospectus put together, put together. We will send it out your way. So there's a couple more things. If you're having trouble convincing your boss to send you, Eric, why? Nice why? <laughs> why send my team? Uh, yeah, conferences in general are just such an important part of the community that we think it's worth being there. But Creasy asks, what about a talk on non-web-centric PHP tech? I would like to give a talk on fibers and async. Please submit. Oh, I that would, would love fibers. Awesome. Yes, I would love fibers. So while it's a PHP central um, centered conference, it's really a web conference, right? We we deal with yeah. a lot of different web technologies. Uh, anything that will make a PHP developer's life better, you know, fibers and async sound awesome as a topic. Uh, anything on anything you're doing for work usually leads to a good talk if you can, you know, find a mm-hmm. a niche there. Uh, but yeah, it could be on anything. And we often have quote unquote soft talks. Things aren't aren't about PHP at all, but are still, you know, geared towards making a developer's life better. Last year, we had a good one on, uh, what was it? Touching the grass, let your feet touch the grass. I forgot the actual title of it. Touching grass. Yeah. Touching Touching grass. grass. Yeah. So it's not, doesn't have to be PHP specific. The majority have to, but not all of them. And another interesting twist to this, and we really want to encourage you to first, want to come to the conference. I I have a personal grievance against people who say, well, I'll come to the conference if you if you select my talk. I get that for the for the few presenters who submit outside the PHP community. But if you're inside the PHP community, don't don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because I won't like you much afterwards. But uh but the other cool thing about this is once you're there if you if you don't think you have a full half hour or hour talk, and that's that's another thing we do a little differently than a lot of conferences, we have a half hour talk every every day. Uh, 
Uh, so we do select some shorter talks, but we, you're, you're probably familiar of uncons and we try to accommodate uncons at our conference, which is essentially anybody just wanting to talk, even if you don't have a presentation, just wanting to talk. Uh, it's kind of cool. Ed Finkler did the uncon this year for us at tech, he was one of the uncon presenters. And then I noticed he's a keynote speaker at Longhorn. That felt kind of good. I mean, I know we didn't have anything to really do. We, we, we It wasn't because of us. You know, it's nothing we did except give him an opportunity. But, yeah, so, it was cool. I have to say that, that's 100% on me. I did that. Yeah, I, I'll take full credit for that, especially yeah. if money's involved. Ed, you <laughs> hear me? I need my percentage. <laughs> so, yeah, PHP Tech, baby. Back at uh, the same location in Chicago from this year and uh it should be fun with one exception if you were upset last year that you did not get breakfast and you stayed at the hotel we worked that in this year so if you stay at mm-hmm. the venue you get to breakfast partake is yep yep good one and probably more important i don't know that's a probably a pretty big one john i i I keep forgetting about that one. I need to add that to the website, actually. That's a good one. Uh, our, our breakout rooms are bigger next year as well. So last year, we had smaller breakout rooms because we just weren't sure what the turnout was going to be. And it turned out the turnout was really well. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of times, those break room, uh, the breakout rooms would get pretty packed. So our breakout rooms now are will be twice the size. Essentially, we will have all four of the rooms. I forget what they call them. Chicago Rose. We, we, we re- yeah, we renamed them anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll have, all, we'll have all four of those rooms, which will basically break down to two breakout rooms. There's this exception where we're kind of thinking about where we're going to put the Uncon, and depending on how things go, we might split one of the rooms one of the days the last day but don't worry about that don't you bother your pretty little self about that right now for now just take away breakfast is included bigger rooms if you stay at the venue not all not for all attendees (laughs) now is the venue gonna fill up the same way it did last time i forgot about that wow john i missed what you said is so last year you basically sold out of rooms uh, yeah. Are you taking extra account for that this year? We're starting with the bigger room block. Last year, we had to continuously add to the block. So when it was sold out, we'd have to say, hey, can we get more? And they kept trying to, you know, give us those. So we're starting with the bigger room block this time. Hopefully we get to add on to it again. Get that executive upper floor treatment. And that is also available as of today. You can book your room today that uh go to the website go to venue and book your room it's uh 160 a night i think and it should be fun i was excited about that i I still am excited about that it's going to be now now the grind starts again i feel like we just got over this but (laughs) yeah yeah. does does champ know because he did so much of the 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 hauling work Have, last year, literally the heavy lifting last year, right? <laughs> Champ yeah. the, was the muscle. Yep. All right. Uh, yes, yes, Tom. But before that, let's get to one of our sponsors at least. 
let's talk about honeybadger.io. Folks, Tom Rideout here, and let me tell you, if you think listening to PHP Ugly makes you question my coding skills, you should see my actual code. It's why honeybadger.io and I are such a perfect match, like peanut butter and jelly, or me and questionable life decisions. Listen, I don't need more pie charts to tell me how badly I've messed up. I don't want to go through a library of logs, deciphering them like they're the Da Vinci code of my own failures. What I need is Honey Badger, the only monitoring tool that says, Hey Tom, you goofed up right here, and here's how to unfudge it. You see, Honey Badger is the cool professor who tells you where you went wrong, but also helps you get an A in the course. It tells you not just when the sky is falling, but which clouds are actually plummeting. So you can fix errors before your customers even have a chance to mock you on Twitter. And the setup? Oh boy, even I could get it running in less than five minutes, and I still struggle to set my microwave clock. So be your team's knight in shining armor. Go on a free trial with Honey Badger at honeybadger.io. Trust me, it's like having a sensei, but for code and a lot less yelling. See what catastrophes you've been missing and fix them before you become the catastrophe. That's honeybadger.io. Get on it. Now let's get back to getting ugly. Ugly! <laughs> Thank you, Honey Thank you, Badger! Honey Badger! So did you did you write that yourself? Wipe wipe it? Right. Did you write that? Right, write it. Or was that also was the writing AI assisted as well? Did you like it? <laughs> so so you didn't write it. <laughs> I wrote some of it. <laughs> oh, I could tell parts you wrote. <laughs> oh. You got you got rave reviews on that one, Eric. They like it, huh? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get Tom is gonna be more and more self deprecating uh, every week until I get actual reads from him. So we'll see how long this goes. <laughs> I mean, with the quality that you're producing, this could go on forever. I have started dumping our your voice because just, uh... I got reads from John, but your voice, I I continue to train your your <laughs> AI. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, the, I maxed out. So this is the weird thing. I maxed out the training of your AI, but I don't understand what it's telling me because it says, Hey, I can only train off of, I think it was 25 files. I'm like, all right, well you have the voice and I see the ability to delete those files. Can I delete the files and give you more? I don't understand what you're telling me. I don't think so. But why? I mean, it has like it has a algorithm of your voice. It doesn't need those files anymore, right? Uh, no, but those files represent a node in the large language model. Hmm. So by deleting the file, you're saying I'm okay with deleting that node as well. So I, I think that's their way of, of charging a premium for their service, which is if you want more than 25, then you have to, you know, add in new nodes. Mm-hmm. Because really, I mean, all it does is it takes the file you've got, breaks it down into components, and then stores those components as a indexable large language model. So you can delete components, and when it tries to make a new voice or a new recording, it just doesn't have those to reference anymore. But everything's from scratch every time. That That's why you didn't have the AI avatar this time, because they wanted me to buy more credits. And I'm like, nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got a what a thirty eighty video card? 
Yeah. What's your what's your video card? Thirty eighty? I don't know. Sure, a thirty eighty, thirty eighty one. I don't know. I need one of those. <laughs> you can get this stuff running on your on your NVIDIA cards. All right, now you're gonna make me look at what my you NVIDIA both, cards. You both. are. you guys keep talking. Now you both. John's got a bigger machine than I have. John's well, got a bigger machine. Yeah, but <clears throat> now you got to take time to figure out how to run it and train it and That's have it all. Literally, my it. hobby. <laughs> It's learning how to do things other people have already done and will do for me for free. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at hosting my own uh, single sign-on solution. Uh, of course you a, were. With a system called Authentic. Sightminder, baby! And uh, it's it's fun, but it's difficult. I mean, I've gotten into some cool stuff, like reverse NX reverse proxies, stuff like that. I love reverse proxies. I use the I use the hell out of reverse proxies. People thought I was making that up at, when I, I I was introduced to it at the enterprise I was working at, and when I was out in the real world and I mentioned it, they're like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Yeah, a reverse proxy. What the hell is a reverse proxy? All right, you know how a proxy works? Yeah, reverse that." <laughs> <laughs> So the, the trick for reverse proxies is that it really only works with web servers because mm-hmm. web clients right. send the requested domain name along or the requested the complete requested URL along with a request. So a reverse proxy can take that apart and forward the request to an internal machine based off of however you want it to parse that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't do that with other services like SSL or something like that. So the reverse proxy is just sort of for exposing subdomains of things that I want to show or access to externally. Well, it also works really well with Docker. So you can have Docker forwarding its port to multiple 8080, 8087, 8089. And then your web server, you just configure all the domains you don't have to be subdomains, but they can be. And it's just the outside world looks like it's hitting port 80 for all that stuff. And it's just your index. Your audio just went weird. <laughs> well, so I have a a service called Nginx Reverse Proxy Manager or Nginx Proxy Manager. And it is like magic, some of the stuff it can do. Um, but there's this is like a no config file thing. This is all graphic interface for managing your reverse proxy. It automatically connects to Let's Encrypt to give you an SSL certificate for your domain. Uh, and you just basically in your DNS record, throw a wildcard C name for your domain and then go into your proxy manager and say, hey, when a request comes through, here's how you handle it. And it's it's super slick. So it's called Nginx Proxy Manager? Yeah, Nginx Proxy Manager, and I'm running it as a Docker container. Uh, is it is it free or is it a paid service? It's open source software, so it's just running on one of my machines here. And then I have it set up to expose a certain number of hosts. And if you <clears throat> try to connect to a host that doesn't exist, it throws a 404 error and says there's no such thing. Hey, listen, everybody's been put on notice. A. Woods is awake this week. So you, you got to step your title game game up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're in our Discord at phpugly.discord.com. Other way, no, discord.phpugly.com. Discord.phpugly.com. 
I don't know why Discord.com won't do PHPLE.discord, but whatever. You can suggest a title by putting a bang exclamation exclamation title. So bang title and what you want your title to be. And Buttery, uh, Buttery, uh, A Woods is hands down the leader, the lead board leader of titles for the show. This is your opportunity. You guys step up your game. Let's go. It's no fun if your title gets selected on the day. Awoods get blacked out, drunk, and passes out because you're just you're not you're not going up against anything. You got to go up against the champ tonight's that night. Tonight's your night. Now, I I have a I have a question for you guys. I don't know if this was brought up last week. Scratch that. We talked about coding challenges last week, right? Did we talk about the Primogens video we while talking about that? Yeah. No, no, we talked about the Primazins PHP video. We didn't talk about the coding challenge. It just happened to come across my Twitter feed, him talking about coding challenges, interview coding challenges, and responding to somebody who's saying they won't do coding challenges anymore. And I I agree with with the Primogen on this. Like, do you do you guys do coding challenges? I I haven't interviewed it for a job in. No, you interview other people. You hire people. Oh, <laughs> you said, "Do I do?" I'm like, <laughs> yes. Do you do you submit coding? No. to candidates. No, we don't. So what do you do instead? You, you used to. He's talking about he's talking about PHP Architect. If we were to hire somebody today, would we ask them to go home and spend eight hours Not doing eight a coding hours, challenge? Two hours. We. You mentioned something, or I, I, I brought something up, and then I realized, no, we did do that in the past, which is not so much a coding challenge, but I created a broken app, and they had to debug it and figure out why it was broken and fix it. That's right. You did do that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so... That's a coding challenge. Yeah. I'm not I'm not against coding challenges. I am. I didn't feel good about that. If you gave them, if you gave somebody that challenge, here's an app that's broken. uh, Tell me how to fix it, and they just said no. What would you do? It's fine. I mean, they don't. don't, I see. I don't know if I would do next, but it it depends. It It depends on how against them, right? It depends on how many candidates you have, and that's what the primogen's thing is, especially for a big company that has to hire lots of people. When we're doing it, we're one off, and we don't have that many applicants, but. There's a there's a power balance there, right? Where there's lots of people looking for a job. You got to care. Yeah. But see, here's the, I don't know, man. Did you watch his video? No, we I don't did. And, and and I did. I, I didn't necessarily agree with him, but it it's I, I, does he live? Where does the Primogen live? Uh, uh, Montana, I think, or, or yeah, Montana. I'm pretty so sure it's in Montana. US. Yeah. Uh. First thing, it's if I'm if I'm a company hiring, especially if I'm a big company hiring, I should have ways of of gauging a person's skills based on past performance, based on work history, based on throwing a coding challenge at somebody who you don't know their situation, you don't know how stressed they are to get a job. It just seems shitty to me. I just don't feel. And honestly, if if you told me, "Hey, 
here's a coding challenge. This is like the last step of the interview. Here's the coding challenge. You you nail this. You pass this. You get this working. You're hired. Like, don't just be giving coding challenges as a way to weed people out. That's bullshit, dude. No, don't do that. And it just, I don't know. The, the, the Primogen had valid points because basically what they said is if if you're gonna if you're gonna be on some high horse and not do this, there's 10 other candidates that will. And they're right. But that's just like saying, don't go ask for a salary that you think you're you should be valued at. Ask for a lower salary because somebody else will. It's like no. I've 100 percent had people who talked the talk and had great resumes and could really pump themselves up in an interview. And the coding challenges came back so amazingly bad that you're like, did you even try or did you just get high and fall asleep? Okay. But here's the thing. And and thank you, a with South Dakota and not Montana, but it's kind of all the same when you get to that area. (laughs) Here's the thing you, you sit there and say, they can talk themselves up. They can give you a clean resume. If you didn't do the fucking legwork to validate their resume, if you oh, didn't call them, fuck you. Fuck you if you didn't do that. I have and, to and, that. And, then, and, then, and then decide, oh, yeah, you have to do this coding challenge for me to really understand if you know what you're talking about. I, it's, <clears throat> like I said, I've had, I've had candidates who I thought were A-plus prime candidates that bombed the most basic stuff. But again, you don't know why they bombed. You don't know what's don't, going on. Did they not understand it? Huh? If they bombed, I don't want like if they're going to bomb like that. I mean, if they if they bombed, so we, so, we, so we is, gave, is it was the was the coding challenge? The, wait, was the coding challenge the first thing you did with them? No, it was the last thing we do. So you wasted all their time to to, to, to decide this one thing is going to decide if I hire you or not. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> That's not what happened. They wasted our time happened. lying about their their credentials. Well, then you didn't validate their credentials. We contacted former employees. They might have had a friend. You, you who fucking Tom won't will will not admit when he's wrong. He just won't. He just I'm won't not admit wrong it. in this case. I'm not sure if you've heard the song that starts the show. I'm never wrong, but in this case, no. Like we've gone through all the legwork and we were all shocked at the result. And we gave the person the chance to say, like, hey, did something happen? Like, the kids get called from school and you had to go. Okay, so so, like, so, so again, you're, you're, you're doing your one little way of you defending your stance on this, all right? But we're talking about the practice in general, okay? I, I can guarantee you, if those companies out there that are making a decision whether or not to hire somebody or not hire somebody on a coding challenge... They're not doing all the niceties that you claim to no, do. Absolutely not. Okay, that's what we're trying to get at here. Okay, stop trying to defend yourself. And make 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 yourself look good, but you do this, but you don't stop. agree with it. But we we make all these exceptions. We're not talking about. We're not attacking you. I'll attack you. I'm attacking you now. Say, you're very much attacking me. But we're talking about the general <laughs> practice. Is what we're talking about. I, I I did not mean to stir it up and get it going. Yeah, I, 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 stop lying! Oh, while well, you're peeking the mic there. <laughs> it was it was, the mic. it was it was our friend the Primogen. It was interesting to me. That was it. 
You know what else is interesting? What? Our our, our sponsors Ooh. at JetBrains. Thanks to JetBrains and PHP Storm for partnering with us. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a newcomer or it's just been a hot minute since your last dive-in, there's never been a better time to revisit. With a slick, clean new UI, blazing speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. It's time to start coding like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash PHP storm and kick off your 30 day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thank you, PHP storm. Thank you. You're right, John. As always, you're right. (laughs) I mean, you you Uh, asked. I I think I was really hoping we'd move on, but okay. Yeah. It's a practice that everyone everyone does. Well, Eric, you're going to move on. What were you getting? Moving on. Moving on. Um, I told you a few weeks back, maybe it's been longer by now, but I had gone up to visit NorCal Kid at their new apartment. You know, NorCal Kid lives in San Francisco, which we have now established is in Northern California. We won't rehash that one, but. You know, hopefully you've listened to past shows and you can appreciate that joke. I'm going there in two weeks. I'm going to double check when I'm there. <laughs> just, bring a tape just, measure. Yeah, <laughs> piece, piece, piece it, piece it off until you get to San Diego County. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the one thing I kept wanting to tell you guys, and I kept forgetting, is it was like something out of a, uh, a cyberpunk movie or something. There were so many driverless vehicles like oh services no it was it was actually well wait wait why do you say it's nightmare uh so the city is sort of like authorizing companies randomly to do this and a lot of the companies are running these things at night and uh they're causing a lot of problems and accidents and issues with the police so i would i would be really surprised about the accidents thing because I'm not exaggerating. I, I, I really don't think you can appreciate how many of these vehicles you would see driving around with no driver in it. There's a couple out there. Uber has one. There was another one, Cruz. Uh, there's a couple more. I tried to get on a couple of the um, the uh, wait list to, to get in, but I'm sure they're only like they're only doing people like in San Francisco because they know they'll they'll use them repeatedly, and that's some tourists coming in for a few days. But it was the absolute freakiest thing, but the coolest. And I saw, at one point, I saw three of these vehicles merge to an, into an intersection and, you know, then all figure out where one was making a right, another one was making a left, and there was, a, I think, another one also behind that was making a left. And the one that was making left had started, but then the one that was making the right actually had the right away. so it the one making the left stopped, and... And it just was so fluid. It's like, wow, that was like people wouldn't have done that. People would have been like, no, no, I was here first. Let me let me through. It was really cool. I really want to be. Well, those are so, those are the biggest problems, though, is that when it interacts with people, is when it causes problems. So they they have some unpredictability as to when they'll stop, and 
it's actually at the point where people are very upset in San Francisco and going around with traffic cones and putting them on the hoods of the people cars. People in San Francisco are upset about anything. It's don't don't well, let that. It's not a driverless car thing. It's a San Francisco people like to complain about stuff <laughs> thing. Um, but there's there's plenty of like issues with them causing traffic jams because they get stuck thinking that a dumpster is a blocked road and not knowing how to turn around. But see, the question is, even with the accidents, is it's 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 a question of scale, right? Is is it happening more frequently with driverless cars than driver cars, or less frequently? Or and buses? I will always contend that is less frequently. I mean, we could just build proper infrastructure for people, so like a bus that carries fifty people can be nice and comfortable and be less frequent or or much, much more frequent than they currently are and produce much less uh, environmental impact while still carrying people around. I, the, the fact that no, people- Tom, these were all electric. No, they no, and, and they, they all got charged by solar power from your anus. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of power in there, out there. Have you, have you seen that, uh, that, Firefighting departments are are having to buy these new uh, tanks for electric car fires. It, it it looks like one of those giant mobile dumpsters, but they just put it over the car fire, and it sucks the oxygen out and then sprays water inside of it, and it just completely like contains the car because uh, these car fires can burn for days or weeks even. New technology, new problems. You have to figure out how to solve that. Never. Change. Yeah, I, I think the driverless stuff is cool, but uh, it seems like innovation in the wrong direction. To last for days? There's enough chemical reaction in the batteries to last for weeks. Wow. And that's weeks. No, no. Years, the, actually. Uh, so there was there's, a, there's a fire car, electric car burning in Phoenix for the past three years. Well, tires burn too, for Tom. a long time, too. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Richard, Richard hey, Hammond... If, I, don't, I, I, I I'm sorry I brought this up. I am <laughs> so sorry. Uh, uh, if you are a subscriber to PHP Architect, first props to PHP Architect for being a sponsor of the show. Thanks for the hat. I, I do appreciate. It. Although it's the old logo, we will have to uh, have to update that. Uh, the the August edition is now in your library locker. I don't know what we call them in your account to, to download. So go grab it today. Just cut me off. Just <laughs> because you just keep talking about it. So I, I, I have no, I, I have to pull the rip cord somehow. So that's how I did. <laughs> See, this is what I like to do is I like to talk in a place where my, my voice actually isn't even accounted for. So that's why I've started uh, voting on, on rfc.stitcher.io. Have you guys been to this yet? Out. What was it? RFC.stitcher.io. What is he doing so now? It takes all of the open RFCs that are available for PHP and just gives the community a, a you know access to vote on something. So the pipe operator right now is you know 145 yes votes, 55 no votes, but these are all just theoretical votes that are actually uh, counted by externals in any way. It just is gives there a color card on this. Yeah. Okay. It just gives people the opportunity to to voice their opinions on all of the uh, RFC things that are coming up. But it also, it's sort of a chat room for uh, 
people saying why this is a good idea, why this is a bad idea. That's separate from the internals uh, resources. So it's a it's a nice little site. We actually have Sarah Goldman in our Discord. I, I've seen them post a few times. I'm curious, Sarah, if you're still with us, what is your thought? Well, that's not it. Uh, what is your opinion of this? Were you aware of this? And do you Are, have any they, they already said no, hadn't seen it because they have karma. That's karma. true. Karma is an important thing in the PHP internal world. So they don't need the they don't need this public open RFC voting thing. Like an animal, so go out there in the public like an animal. That's the that's exactly the thing. The funny thing about the uh, the about page for this is like, well, you're not officially voting for anything, and you don't really have any actual input in the process. But you know, if we get enough people to pay attention to us, and and then Sarah's just like, nope, not gonna, <laughs> not, not gonna happen. Jokes on you. We don't care what you think. But I will tell you, Titan is involved in this project, and Titan is uh, is a Titan of the PHP community, the Laravel community, not not the PHP. I think Titans. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe that's changed, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. Titan, if you want to be a sponsor of PHP Tech, I'd be happy to have you. Well, the initial idea came from Roman. I got to meet Roman at Laracon. He's way nicer in person than he is in email. I, I we we've communicated with him over emails for a while. It was nice to meet him. Very cool guy. He wasn't not nice in email. Emails are just not nice, just in general. E- e- I, yeah, emails I, are just yeah, absolutely. This is very cool. This is a good find. This is this is a thing that. I think internals has got to get their head around as far as making exposing this sort of information to the general developers out there grinding every day and making it easier for them to consume without having to follow email threads for months on a topic. Uh, This in externals.io, I think are a great pairing where you can go to externals, you can, you can kind of see those threads laid out a little better, and then actually come in here and see the RFCs themselves. This is a big applause to this. It did uh, what's the uh, the Stitcher IO guy? Brent, Brent's, isn't it? So is this all Brent's doing here? I would assume so. Um, I mean, he he works at JetBrains, so that's probably how mm-hmm. Roman got involved. So yeah. This is very cool. Big, big congrats on this one, man. Wow, this is really good. I don't care what Sarah says. It's got it's got full, you know, upvote, downvote functionality for... Uh, uh, I do care about what you say, Sarah. I'm sorry. For examples of, you know, how things could work or couldn't work or... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Tom. I know I'm cutting you off a lot today. Sarah, nah. your last thing in Discord about debates on RFCs, not necessarily debates, but hold on to that thought and I'll reach out to you tomorrow. I have something I want to do on with that. It's, no, it's not PHP Roundtable. I don't say that as in I've given up on PHP Roundtable, it's, but it's something cooler. So I, I'll ping you tomorrow on that. Having, having given up on PHP Roundtable is unrelated to what he's talking about now. 
that's exactly where she went. I didn't. I'm so sorry. We can do that. We can do it on PHP Roundtable. I'm okay with that. But but I have a, I have something else I want to talk to you about uh, specifically around foundation. We'll talk about it. I'll, I'll ping you tomorrow. Yes, I know, Sarah. I don't know what happened to our other half of our panel. You're the only one that ever replies to me. I, I'm talking like everybody can see Discord. Audio listeners, I apologize. Sarah is writing my ass for not doing a PHP roundtable, as she should. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just a hard thing to coordinate, but I just need to get off my ass and do it. So to help with that, we're planning another conference. Should free up some of my time. <laughs> Ah, uh, you make things sound so much more difficult than they really are. <laughs> I've seen the hours he's he puts in and the crap he's been doing, especially this past week. <laughs> I understand no time. You know what else? We, I we were realized. up so we were up late last night working on the site trying to get that yeah, launched. Midnight at one, yeah. Um, so the site for tech is Laravel. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know. I have been tip, dipping my toes into Symphony Framework again. Um, I, I've come to the realization, I think, that and I feel like one of those retiring police officers from the movies. I feel like I'm getting too too old for this shit, man. Where I, like, I had the same conversation with my boss last week. Really? Like I used yes. to love learning for, like. Even if I wasn't going to use a framework and I knew going into it, I'll never use this framework, which is not the case with Symphony, but I would love, I just love learning new frameworks in PHP, new languages. I, I used to love that so much. And now I just like, I don't, I, I don't know if I don't have the patience or what, but like with the Symphony stuff, for example. So I am rewriting PHP Tech TV currently in Symphony. Don't know if it's going to happen or not in time for 2024. I, I'm feeling better about it now, but I, I was getting over the hump over the weekend of just getting Tailwind deployed and configured and working on my Symphony app. Tailwind, nothing specifically about Symphony. It it does factor in how the assets are built and and things like that. Uh, but the frustration I was feeling, I'm like. I used to love doing this stuff and love figuring it out. Right now, I'm just like thinking, okay, if I I could have rewritten this four times over in Laravel already. Like it, it, I was getting so frustrated with just the whole process, and it's not Symphony's fault. It's not Tailwind's fault. It's just like my mind. It's like I just I don't I, I like getting stuff done now more than I like learning new things i think i think is what it boils down to but you're, you're also not sitting down with hours upon hours to learn either right you're trying to get like you said you want to get it done you're trying to launch something or get yeah everything else we're that's, trying to that's get planned for very true trying to get the and, magazine out the door i mean it's constantly yeah, something and i don't have like you know i'm not like i'm not pair programming with somebody with symphony not that i did that with the other things I learned, but it's just like I feel like a lot of Laravel together, though. I mean, like when we, not, not when not when we were learning it, though. We 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 have paired programmed in the past, sure. But if mean, we started when we started the Laravel user group, that was when both of us were like, "Hey, 
we've been sitting here sending you know messages back and forth to each other about this cool Laravel feature. Let's just make a group out of it, and it did great, <clears throat> at least initially. Um, but I think you we know, were one of the first. I think there was like two or three other Laravel user groups when we started. I'm I'm sort of taking on some some management stuff, some code reviews, and uh, you know, even doing some project management stuff uh, where it comes down the pipe and it's been looked at by everyone except for someone with incredible technical depth on it. And so, you know, so it gets approved all the way down the pipeline ready for the sprint. And then I look at it and go, Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> so I spent a lot of time doing that. And then this task switching between coding and doing code reviews and uh, approvals and stuff like that. It's sort of like, now I have to decide which one I like doing the most and, drive my career in that direction. And the architecture stuff I've done in the past has been what, you know, where I've been the most satisfied. And I think bug hunting JavaScript is easily last place for <laughs> anything I ever want to do. Uh it is a total nightmare. React and Vue make things easier, but also harder cuz now you have to like no React and Vue and it's and, just And then all of those now have like build pipelines that make it even trickier. Oh right. yeah, especially with the JavaScript. I, I was yeah. trying to learn our our mobile framework that we use, which is all Angular based JavaScript. And yeah, just like yeah, just what you said, John, like getting all the tools working correctly so that everything builds. Back in my oh. day I could just include a JavaScript file in the header and be done. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, jQuery from some CDN you don't trust. Right. Fine. I don't care. 15 JavaScript files, no big deal. It's all just a bunch of functions anyway. Oh, I don't want to be the card. Now I got to figure out Vite or Vite or whatever it is. And Vite. And the- <laughs> yeah, no, I was working on a on a Tailwinds issue a little while back where one of the icons wasn't displaying correctly, and he said... I spoke with the front end dev and he said, uh, yeah, no, it's the same template for every uh, website that we run off of the same code base. So you have to put the acronym for the site before the property mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with a sample with a colon, you know, so acronym colon property colon state colon, and then BG color green. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Didn't we have that 20 years ago? Like, just have the class compiled for the right site and the right site pulls the right one. And then, and how long did it take to develop that? It's like, Oh, it took one guy three weeks. It's like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I don't understand any of this. Uh, It's, it's tough when you've got such a big, such a monolith system and there's, there's things you just don't understand. And now you have to fix a bug and have no idea why it was introduced in the first place. I, I had a fun code review today. 83 files big. Uh, just because of a composer dependency up, upgrade. Uh, one, it was updating a PHP stand rule. And Andy Snell has been awesome as far as updating, trying to, trying to make sure we're rock solid for PHP 8.2. Uh, we're still still on 7 this close to being able to release it, but he updates this. And as I'm going through these 83 files, I'm like, 
why were we doing this? Because, I mean, he was cleaning it up and just laughing at some of the stuff that we've done in the past. It's yeah. Just crazy. Well, but it works, right? As, as an example, the bug that I fixed before I decided to stop and just have dinner today was on line 13,491 <sighs> of a JavaScript God. file that I have. <sighs> so that's right. where my headaches come from. <clears throat> okay, let's. Uh, I do want to throw our Patreon pa- Patri- supporters on Patreon up here. Uh, thank you, all our Patreon supporters. Last day yes. of August. Thank you. Last day of August. Why, why I have them close up August here? There. Why I have, have them up here? Last week, uh, I started talking. We started talking about keyboards again, right? Oh yeah. And I talked about how um, my advantage two, my uh, Kinesis advantage two, was like my my workhorse for years, for years. Uh, the thing, so I'm not a big keyboard person uh, as far as like the keys go. I know you got into the whole key thing. Oh. Um, the one thing that Kinesis opened my eyes to is actually maybe it was my Moonlander. So I have a Moonlander as well, by the way. Uh, Kinesis, one of these two, Kinesis or Moonlander, opened up my eyes to um, the the fact that the keys are like lined up, right? They're not, they're not like off, you know, they're, they're all straight lines. All the keys are straight lines. Sure. So I, I have found that I, I like that sphere. a lot. Huh? They're not like randomly placed on a sphere, which is a keyboard style. Well, no, but you understand like on your keyboard or on your laptop, it, they're not, they don't line up like that. They're, they're all, each row is offset from the row of row it's, above it. Yes. There's a, there's a name for that. I forget what it's called, but hopefully somebody can figure it out. So I, like I said, I, I got the advantage to, then I think I got the Moonlander, which was a modular uh, keyboard, but still required to be plugged in. The advantage to gets plugged in as well to your, to your uh, computer. And I, I really fell in love with the modular keyboard, but I struggled, you know, I struggled a little bit with the um, Moonlander because uh, it, it didn't feel right to me. And a lot of the keys don't have anything like the keys are blank, which just, I just can't, I I can't, I I know you're supposed to be able to, I'm not that person used to it. But then um, Kinesis came out with the uh, advantage 360, which is a, modular version of their advantage two and i got the pro version which is uh which is bluetooth so this was my problem i told you guys last week how i've come within hours of sending this keyboard back several times so it's really weird how this works this half here your the, the left half is the Bluetooth connection to your computer. The right half actually has a Bluetooth connection to the left half. So this mm. this keyboard will work either as Bluetooth, now that, now that I'm big and you guys can see this, uh, or you can plug the left half into your computer and it's like it's plugged in, but the right half is still Bluetooth connecting to the left half. And because of all this was is going on, it was like the left half kept losing its connection to the right half. And if it doesn't pair up, it just gets freaky. And so, like I said, I was, I was actually getting ready to send it back. And the guy sent me new firmware. He said, listen, just try this firmware. It's not a hardware issue. 
um, try the firmware and it worked. I will say if you are a good typist, you probably don't want this keyboard because I'm not a good typist and I see the lag when I really start getting into a groove typing. I can see the lag of of the keystrokes. It's very minor, but I can't use them. Bluetooth for anything for that reason. It is always, always bad. Hmm. Uh, I have seen people complain about having microwaves that disturb their keyboards or, uh, don't, don't, no. don't open that door for me. Don't open that door for me, man. Lights, <laughs> like office lights, will screw with Bluetooth. And I've had some Bluetooth earbuds, and I hate it. I hate it every time. The pairing process mm-hmm. is always a nightmare. If I screw up with something, it's one of them works. The other one doesn't work anymore. It's totally. It's just a total loss. Bluetooth is a is a stupid technology. We should have given up on a long time ago. Don't know if I agree with you there, but. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have that one. I've been. I mean, I've you, been riding your ass. Would you record a podcast with a Bluetooth headset? I do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just. I mean, we don't use. We don't use you. We don't use this mic. If that's what right, you. That's, mean. What, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, there's all the, the latency from that's the internet quality. is enough for both of is enough for us already. But if the if you were using the Bluetooth mic, then you don't get the right quality audio through the headset. And then you have to go in to like change something. I, I totally disagree with you there. But as soon as I me. as soon as I switch to using the mic on this thing, it it goes to hands free instead of headphone mode, and it mm-hmm. sounds sounds all sorts of messed up. Yeah, and that's depending on the Bluetooth version on the headset and on the phone or the computer, and the level of the operating system you're using. Like old Windows can't do it, or go into Linux and get a custom Blue Stack. It's all it's all dumb. I hate it all. Technology is the worst. I'm replacing all the all the smart security cameras I got. Complete waste of money. I'm replacing all those. I the future's dumb. <laughs> I I ordered my prescription refill online, and they were like, "Hey, if you want to check on the status of your prescription refill, then create an account." So I created an account after I had you know ordered the prescription. And it's like, all right, thumbs up. Now log into your account. Log into my account, and it just reloads the login page. No error message, no nothing. And this is not like a small company. This is Safeway. What, what does this have to do with Bluetooth? I'm sorry, everything, <laughs> everything is terrible. All the smart stuff is terrible. Websites seem to be getting worse. Like my wife can't except, get to one of her tech.phparch.com. That's awesome. And my wife, this is this is so amazing to me. My wife said she took our son in to get a new cell phone uh, or to, uh, to replace his old cell phone, finish the plan or whatever. And she tells me later, oh, it was such a pain in the butt. You didn't have me on the account as a primary user. So he had to go through the process of resetting your password and letting me set the password and then doing this. And I went, what the fuck are you saying? You saying... You just walked into the AT&T store, said, I need to switch the phone number and SIM card on this phone. And they're like, oh, you're not the primary user. And you were like, please. And they said, okay, and changed my password on my account to your password that you just entered in on a tablet at the store. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this still a problem? How is this still fucking happening? How is this still happening? She sim swapped me. 
without even knowing that it was a technique or how to do it. She just did it on accident because the guy at the store instructed her on the process. I'm blown away. This happened last week. I could not, I could not believe what I was hearing. Changed the level on the plan, changed a different SIM card on the phone that he, that she had just gotten on my account, on my loan. <laughs> like, like totally shocking. It is Everything is getting dumber. I don't know what to do about it. And yeah, like I bank websites that don't work, pharmacy websites that don't work. Uh, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded with, with how broken things are. Please, honey badger, save everyone. Give them, just give it to them for free for a week and tell them to fix their shit. Every website seems to be broken. I don't know why. I already did that. I already did that ad. You just this is terrible, ad. terrible this waste is of a segue. For help. <laughs> I am begging you. Have you guys not had this problem where you go to a major website and it's just like, yeah, shit's broken. Sorry. You know what drives me crazy? This is, I'm I'm not trying to segue off your thing, but kind of leading to that. I had this recently. Oh, uh, it was something with the business. Oh, that's what it was where we host our domain or not host our domains or where, where we buy our domains. We're using an old account that I had back in the day i hate websites that for whatever reason you can't change your username like why why can't i if if there's an if i want to change it to something available you why can't i just change my username like is, is my username like in a in a row with that record like you don't use like a UUID or something like don't do that to me. It drives me nuts. I had that recently happen to me. I'm like, good God. I just want to change my username. What do you mean? I can't change it. I mean, some of it's like some of it's old stuff running on COBOL that like existed before incrementing IDs existed. So it's like literally your username is tied to all the records. Right. Exactly. Because they didn't want to, they didn't want to tie the uh, ID, the primary key ID, because they use a sequential ID and didn't use a UUID. So they're like, well, what if we have to, you know what we'll do? We'll, the usernames are unique. We'll just tie the usernames to everything. Wait, people want to change your username? Well, we can't have that. But the thing that gets me is changing email addresses. Like, that's that should be, to me, a security red flag. Like when someone changes their email address in your system, a an actual human being should look at the account and see like why did they change their email address? I've and, done it so many times this year. Well, yeah, sure. You have the reason of like you changed company names or mm-hmm. you got a divorce and it's not John and Mindy anymore. It's sad John at hotmail.com. That's a different story. Stop giving out my email address. Damn it. Don't dox the guy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just I know what that means now, thanks to my kids. I think I think with all of the the focus on how it's getting harder to use some of these tools that are coming out for PHP, the mm. thing that's getting missed is that basic functionality needs to still work. And like one of the big things that I see is these transitions to stuff like React and Vue, where like in React, if you've got a syntax error. That page is just a white blank screen that has nothing on it. Like uh, that's a bad if a bad character somewhere can do that, 
you have completely fucked up your system. So and- Sevi asked uh, if we have uh, any thoughts on HTMX, HTMX. I, yes. God. I've had that tab open for weeks on my computer. I like what I'm seeing. That This was one of the things people had suggested to me to replace Livewire in my Symphony applications. And it is, I had a, I had a few things suggested to me and HTMX is still kind of leading the way. I have it when I get to a point where I need to reach for it. That's probably the first thing I'm going to reach for is HTMX. It looks very appealing. If you don't know what it is, it's like, I don't know. It just makes JavaScript easier for people. I guess kind of what Livewire did for Laravel. I don't but know, it just makes friend. JavaScript easier for, for people. The, the, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I threw a couple of links in the show notes, and I will do some research. <sighs> you are you are a good man. I've heard it referenced twice this week in regards to, hey, we're changing to a different standard. Uh, and then someone immediately comes up and says, also, the next standard we're ready for, so we're going to be changing to that in five weeks as well. So learn learn Vue now, but then start learning HTMX because we're going to be switching to that. And then once HTMX is done, we're ready for uh, real-time you know, WebAssembly, so start learning that. And it's like... WebAssembly. We I've been stop? hearing that one forever. Yeah, this... I mean, this looks... The thing speak? I... The, did you see the Go sponsors ahead. down there? Yes, JetBrains. I saw JetBrains. Uh, the, yeah. the thing I like about this is they're not trying to do everything. They're like, hey, these are like the very simple things that like a lot of people try to do in their application. Let's just make these things easier to do. And let's not try to do every edge case out there that JavaScript handles or I love that. I love this. I love that about this. Uh, it's just some very clean, you know, things that so, like idiots like me have just don't feel so like doing. Was was that delete doing behind the scenes a a post, and then if it gets back at two hundred, it automatically removes the row. That's pretty uh, slick. You, yeah, you would have to look at the code to to, to verify that. But yes, I, I assume it's. I mean, it, it was posting. It was. It looked like it was posting to a URL, and then I'm assuming if it gets back 200 is when it actually removed the row from the UI. I mean, I can inspect it while it's running. You don't have to inspect it. The code's here. It, it explains what it's doing, but I don't see it requiring it, a... It was right there. Make, yeah, go it's back. not even making a network call. Good. Go back down. Down yeah, here? Down. Yeah. HX delete equals, I'm assuming that's a URL of I'm deleting this resource. It's going to mm-hmm. post to that endpoint and then remove the row. The request responds with a 200 status. Oh, look, it even says it right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, Sevi, uh, this looks very, very cool. I, I, I've had this. I've been looking at this for a very long time. Um, probably, it, again, probably one of the things I'm going to reach for. So is it a library you have to install, or is it supposed to be mm-hmm. automatically uh, is a part of browsers? No, no, no. It's it's a it's a it's on it's on a CDN. Uh, here it is, right here. But yeah, you have to you have to in- include it in your script. So uh, that's that's all it is. 
Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not something built on the browser. It's a good question, though. Um, no. Yeah, this looks very cool. I uh, yeah, check it out, John. I, you you would probably love this stuff. I also included a, a video of HTMX in 100 seconds. So, oh really? I, I can spend 100 infinite seconds. Look, to, look at that infinite scroll, infinite scroll, and it has a little loading thing for you. Look at that. How gorgeous is that? Really? Now, what's that code look like? What what's that code look like? Look at that. Look at that code. Would you look at the code? It's so simple. It's so clean. <sighs> What's wrong? What's wrong, Tom? You're not happy. I just hate all of it. It's, it's the it's the classic it's the classic XKCD, which is there are too many standards. We need to create a standard that brings everything together. Now we have too many standards plus one. It is, is just this is not a a standard. You keep CGI was was all the rage. In in our industry moves like that, Tom. It's it's how. This, it's why we are where we are today. Let me off. I don't know. I don't like this ride anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, John has not yeah. said anything about the time, and I have to applaud him for that, uh, even though <laughs> I did. Shockingly not, few complaints this episode. <laughs> did not do my normal 10-minute intro. Uh, yeah, so we're going to wrap it up for episode 350 hey look at that list of show notes we got it's more than normal that's that's on you if if there really are a lot of show notes because uh i've been really bad at that lately all right uh that's it uh if you're watching the live stream actually if you're listening to the audio podcast uh head over to our youtube channel and subscribe to our channel but you can catch the after show antics shenanigans um we do at the end of uh, every show that we don't put on the audio stream so uh besides that uh, that will do it for this week i'm eric i'm john i'm so tired keep it ugly. keep it ugly one, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. And shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.